This is The Rooted Podcast, a conversation about the Christian worldview and its implications for every part of life. The Rooted Podcast is hosted by Steve Royce and Brady Johnson. Together, they have over two decades of experience in the business and tech industries and share a desire to help others filter all of life through the Christian faith. Hi, and thanks for listening to The Rooted Podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Brady. And on this episode, we'll talk about how to discuss making a commitment to follow Jesus in a no-pressure way that doesn't invite all sorts of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, before we dive into that, though, let's uh, let's catch up on what's been happening over our break. Uh, obviously, we took kind of a short hiatus to just get things squared away uh, for our next season, The Rooted Podcast. And uh, part of that discussion really involved taking some time to really look at what we've been doing and ask ourselves some questions like, what do we think has been working? Uh, What do we think hasn't been? If there's anything that needs to be tweaked or changed moving forward? And what should our next focus be as we kind of wind down on our evangelism topic? And having said that, uh, you may notice that some things are shifting just slightly, nothing too huge. Uh, But as we kind of get close to the end of our last few episodes on our practical evangelism, uh, we do want to let you know kind of what our plan is for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of one of the things that we discussed in the first season was the importance of knowing your products, which is part of our our sales process evangelism. Just that idea of presenting that you have to know and have a pretty solid handle on what you, as a Christian, actually believe and should believe based on what the Bible actually says and, and teaches before you're going to have conversations with people about it. So with that in mind, in in our discussions, we talked about it at the kitchen table a few times and just kind of landed on that our next big focus is going to be, after evangelism, is going to be biblical doctrine. And, yeah. and hopefully with the outcome of helping Christians to just become more grounded in what they actually believe and just to become a little more sophisticated or nuanced in in our thinking about some things. And this is something we've we discussed way back in the beginning when we looked at Barna data and those kind of things. But in general, many Christians think about most doctrines in a very simplistic way. And you know, if the doctrine is actually simplistic, that's not a problem. But the reality is that very few are, and we are not used to thinking about most topics in a complex and nuanced way. And when we do, we become vulnerable to attacks, to challenges, because the truth is there really is gray area and we have to be able to reason our way through that gray area and just be comfortable in it. Because if we aren't, then people are going to use that gray area uh, to undermine uh, Christians who are just not prepared to think at that level. And so we've already received several requests to talk about things like other religions, to talk about books and lost gospels that were excluded from the Bible, other topics. And honestly, we want to do all that, but we feel like we can cover most, maybe even all of those uh, things 
by discussing them as they come up while we're laying sort of some doctrinal foundation. Like while we're covering what the Bible actually teaches, we can talk about, and here's what this other group over here teaches instead, and we can sort of cover it in passing. And so that's that's the plan. That's where we're going to go. So we have two more episodes on evangelism. We will wrap up that series, and then we're going to be moving on to doctrines, big doctrines. Yeah. And real quick, I, you know, I'll just throw out, you know, part of our conversation as we were looking at kind of changing the format a little, you know, obviously Steve's been doing a great job with the fruit snacks. And if you guys aren't listening to the fruit snacks, definitely go check those out. Uh, but there's a lot of conversational topics within each of those fruit snacks. And in some cases, you know, five minutes isn't going to cover a topic. And so, you know, we thought it'd be a good opportunity to look at even some of the fruit snacks and say, can we expand on this? Is this something that would be, you know, a good uh, conversational topic for, you know, Steve and myself to have, um, you know, especially from the, you know, educated to layman's <laughs> approach, right? I uh, probably feel uh, like I'm in the seat more of, uh, again, that layman's, you know, I'm going to come at this with the perspective of, you know, I may even hold some views through these conversations that, you know, some of you may also, and, you know, through conversations with Steve, we'll kind of identify, you know, what does the, the Bible actually say about some of these things? So I'm really excited about kind of the change of format. Yeah, heretic. No. <laughs> I'm teasing, but you're right. I think with fruit snacks, we're going to keep doing those. We've gotten a great response. Um, and thank you to everyone who's been listening to those. And what we've done is we're going to tweak, I'm going to tweak the format just slightly so that um, the, the focus is also going to be more on doctrine. And we might even we're going to start doing or I'm going to start doing multi-part episodes throughout the week so that we can spend a little more time on certain doctrines and really just give them the time that they deserve and that they need, because there's just certain topics you can't you can't really truly cover in five minutes. And then for topics that are really in depth and, and have quite a lot of nuance and gray area to them, then that's going to be a candidate for a main long form rooted podcast episode. Uh, like for instance, when I think one of the very first ones that's in the, in the pipe is the, the doctrine of the Trinity. You can't, you can't in five minutes do that, <laughs> do that justice. And even if I do a few fruit snacks on it, which I'm planning to do, it still deserves more time and more development and just more, more scriptural references and all those other things. And so that's what we're going to look at. And that's, we're going to kind of tackle that kind of stuff in both the fruit snacks, the, the short bite sized stuff, but then also long form as well. So yeah, thanks for the, thanks for the reminder on that, Brady. Yeah. So back to today's episode, and this is the idea of, you know, you've, you've, you've had conversations with this person that you're having spiritual conversations with. You've answered some questions. You've gotten to know them. You've, shared with them what you believe you maybe even have had an opportunity to um, have them and invite them to observe and to see firsthand whether that's coming to church or being part of a small group or whatever but the the point is that at this point they have thoroughly um, gotten a chance to get into what you believe and you've also had a chance to really share with them that there are good answers to some of the questions that they have have. Mm -hmm. So the question then becomes, well, what do you do now? And right. in the, in the sales process side of things, this is when you ask for the sale. Um, 
And that sounds so awkward and very abrasive <laughs> to us uh, as if we think about it in terms of evangelism. And that's really one of the things we want to dispel is this idea that you're, I mean, we, we already have such a bad connotation of sales in our head that sales is, it's slimy, it's dirty, it's yucky, it's underhanded, it's manipulative, but it, that is what it has become in a lot of ways, but that's not what it could be or right. even ideally is. And, and so the, the first point that we want to discuss is that if you've done everything right up to this point, whether we're talking about an, uh, a, a retail sales experience or whether we're talking about evangelism, asking for the sale, which is really just inviting someone to say, so what do you think about following Jesus? I mean, you, you feel like we've answered a lot of your questions. You've seen it. You've experienced it. What do you think? Mm -hmm. it, it's not, if, if you've done everything up to that point, if you've laid the foundation, if you've done the right steps in the right order, then it shouldn't be awkward or weird. It should be the logical next step, right? Like there's a study that I, I remember reading for work, um, a while ago, but one of the points it made was that for most customers in the car sales process, you know, you, you do the walk around, you go in the demo drive, you get back and then the salesperson just kind of sits there and looks at you like a deer <laughs> in headlights. And for most customers, it's like the reason it's awkward is because they don't come out and ask for the sale because mm -hmm. that's what everyone's expecting. You're right. expecting them to say, so what do you think? Do you want to get some paperwork started? Whatever. And by not doing that, that's actually what makes it awkward. And so it's okay if you feel like, hey, this person has had, I don't know what else I would share with them or talk right. to them. Like, it's okay to say, so what do you think about Jesus? Yeah. I mean, just like in, in the sales world, you know, if you've demonstrated the product, right, you've had the opportunity to kind of do the needs assessment, right? You've gone through these processes and they've test drove the vehicle. They've now seen everything that it has to do, right? In the same way that, you know, over the last few weeks, you've been kind of walking with them, you know, you've lived by example, you've offered, you know, them to kind of enter into this time of prayer. And now you can really follow up and say, so, you know, based off everything over the last few weeks or however long it's been, what are your thoughts? Are you, know, is this something, you know, are you ready to, to accept Jesus into your life? You know, this is, uh, this is that time, you know, and there's no better time, right? You've had this opportunity with them uh, over, again, weeks, months, in some cases, years. Yeah. Right. Ask that sale. Ask for it. Yeah. I mean, and, and lest we think that this is not a biblical thing or not a very Christian thing to do, I, I want to point out that there were moments in Jesus's ministry where he had given people in his opinion, and I think we should take Jesus's opinion and assessment of situations <laughs> seriously, where he had, in his opinion, given people enough evidence, and he then called them out to make a decision and to follow him. Yep. I mean, it, we see this with the very first disciples. Jesus goes to uh, Peter and or si Simon at the time and Andrew and James and John, and he causes them to pull in a catch of fish that's so great that you know, both their boats are going to sink. And then he looks at him and he says, now follow me, right? It's like in, in, in his perspective, like, okay, I gave them everything that they need to know to know that uh, when I say follow me, 
that's a decision that they they have enough information to make and mm-hmm. and we can look at that in hindsight and go well they didn't know nearly enough about <laughs> Jesus as, as I would want to know and but in Jesus's opinion they did and we see this again and again we see this when he calls Matthew and he passes by his booth and he just says Matthew come follow me mm-hmm. we see this when uh Jesus even on the road to uh, Damascus when Jesus calls Paul um you know Saul at the time he knocks him off his horse he blinds him and then he tells him you know what you're doing is persecuting me uh, I'm going to turn you into someone to to declare me rather than to persecute me and uh you need to follow me now and so Paul becomes he becomes Paul and he makes that decision but there are times when Jesus um even tells his disciples go to a village to, to share the gospel, share the good news. And if they accept you, great. And if they don't, shake the dust off your feet and move on, right? That there is a point in time where it's time to make a decision. And then based on that decision, we're going to we're gonna do something else. We're either going to move forward or we're going to move on. But, but that we're at the fork in the road yep. at a certain point. You can't just keep forestalling and keep at because you'll always have questions. You'll always have answers. It's it's not about whether everything is, has been answered. It's about whether enough, enough has been answered. Yeah. And you know, for me, it's very personal. And again, this is probably a conversation for a, a, a later discussion, but you know, when I came to faith, when I came to accept Jesus, you know, I remember sitting actually it was in my father-in-law's office and, you know, I'd come to him about a lot of things and, I've been in Bible study for a little while and, you know, I knew, I knew enough. And that's really all it was is I just, I needed everything I needed or I had, I knew everything I needed. And, you know, my father-in-law just said, so what do you need? And I knew, mm-hmm. I knew that was asking for the sale right there. Yep. I need Jesus Yep. based off what I know. And it's not everything that'll come later, but I know enough. Yeah, that'll come when we're in heaven <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. Jesus, right? That's yeah, right. You, don't, you never know everything, but yeah, it really is. It just comes down to, and, and this is um, this reminds me of a just a, an idea that we fight not only in the church but also without the church as well is this idea that um, absolute certainty, like a hundred percent certainty, is the standard, and if we can't have a hundred percent certainty about something then it's just not good enough. And the fact of the matter is that that's not only demonstrably false, it's just not true. Um, And it shouldn't be a standard that we hold our faith to, not because our faith is special and we're going to treat it with kid gloves. It's not a standard we we hold anything to. It's not livable. We make all kinds of decisions every day based on sufficient evidence, not complete evidence knowledge of something. We just have sufficient knowledge to be able to make an informed decision uh, that we we think is correct based on what we know at the time. And that's it's the same. I don't think that uh, there's any shortage of evidence to support the Christian worldview. But at the same time, you're, you're never going to have 100% certainty. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if God, and this is from the problem of evil cl- class that I did last year, but you know, even if God decided to put a, a flaming cross in the sky so that no one could deny it, right? There would still, in this day and age, there would still be people claiming that it was deep faked or that it was manipulated <laughs> somehow, right? Like no amount of evidence is ever going to be um, complete 
for some people. Mm-hmm. So the question is just, is there enough that you can make a reasoned and informed decision? Because at a certain point, it's time to just, it's time to, to put up or shut up, right? It's just say, I, and, and with a person that you're in conversation with, this is not a decision that's necessarily up to you, um, but it also isn't necessarily up to them either. Is they they may be um, pushing back or stalling or just kind of not ready to commit because they have personal hesitations. They could be standing to lose something by mm-hmm. making this decision, even though they feel like it's it's true. And so this is where prayer comes in, and, and really it's just seeking the Holy Spirit's insight yeah. uh, to say, you know, that the Spirit of God knows when the field is ripe for harvest, mm-hmm. even better than we do, better than anyone else does. And so if we're if we're seeking him in prayer, if we're really trying to understand and asking for insight, supernatural insight into this person's heart, then we just need to trust that God will let us know when it's the right time to kind of gently prod and say, isn't it time that you made a decision? You know, don't you have enough mm-hmm. to, to make, to make this decision? Yeah. And and they may push back, right? They may have, uh, their reasons as to why they're not. And, you know, you can really take the opportunity to figure out, you know, are these legitimate reasons or these illegitimate reasons, mm-hmm. right? You really have to kind of circle back with them and, and assess like what, what is the underlying thread here right mm-hmm. what what is holding you back and you know just like steve said you know prayer uh for insight uh, is going to help through that process you know as you have those conversations to kind of go back and forth um you know because it might be something where you're spending some more time in doctrine or you might encourage them to spend more time in prayer themselves yeah i mean this is this is in the sales world this is the step of kind of overcoming objections because you can do in your own estimation, you can do everything right as far as you're concerned. And it's just, something's not clicking and that's not necessarily your fault. Doesn't mean that you didn't do everything as best as you could. And it's not even necessarily their fault. It could be some hang up from some past experience they've had, or just Mm -hmm. something that just isn't clicking um, because they're, they're just struggling with, um, with the, the light that is being revealed to them and, um, the spiritual discernment that, that is sometimes required to really have that kind of like aha moment. And Mm -hmm. so there can be legitimate reasons why someone just says, yeah, I just don't feel like I'm ready. And, And if that's the case, then you, your job is to circle back with them back to, okay, then what is it? What is the thing? If it's a, if it is informational or if it's emotional or whatever, you know, that's a, that's a uh, apologetic thing versus maybe a pastoral thing that, um, whatever it is, that it's just keep working with them because it's a legitimate reason. That doesn't mean that they're not, not interested. It just means that you, you have a little more work to do and that's fine. If it's an illegitimate reason, if you get the impression that they're just maybe never going to feel like they have enough or if like when, like when Jesus is uh, calling people to follow him and people's like, Oh, I have a funeral or, Oh, I have a wedding or, (laughs) and you know, I mean the, the obvious, the obvious uh, like answer to one of those, like, Oh Jesus, I I would love to follow you, but I have to go get married. It's like, well, but 
bring bring your wife like i don't <laughs> why is that uh why is that stopping you from coming right and right. If you get the impression that people are just kind of making up excuses then you know what it, it's just like when when jesus said with the disciples in the village then it's time to move on and like it's funny that it, I have this analogy in my head because behind us in, in my office, this this office is just a, this is, is an everything. This is a jack of all trades office. But behind, <laughs> directly behind us, I have a, uh, a rack where I'm growing microgreens for our family and just doing some indoor gardening because it's just too hot right now in Arizona. And so um, one of the things I have found as I've started to grow these microgreens is the same principle that we can apply in evangelism. Not every seed germinates, um, even in the best circumstances. You mm-hmm. can put them in ideal circumstances. You can give every seed the same water, the same uh, bedding, the same nutrients, the same light. You put it all in the same circumstances, and you know what? Even in the best circumstances with the, some of these seeds, you like one out of every 10 just doesn't just doesn't germinate. And that has nothing to do, like, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. It's not every seed germinates. Not every seed is ready. And um, there are times where you might be at a certain stage in this person's spiritual journey where that seed is just not ready to germinate. And mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with you. And and so you have done valuable work mm-hmm. in this person's life, but you're just not the person. Yep. Um, and, and that's okay. It just means that... You, you need to move on, not from the person, like mm-hmm. still, you're going to still have the relationship, but you're just going to move on from the conversation and just go, okay, it's just not, it's not ripe yet. It's so I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to keep pressing it, but keep praying, mm-hmm. you know, and keep looking for another opportunity. Another thing might happen in their life or maybe down the road. If you maintain the relationship with them, then you might have another opportunity down the line. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine if, if, you know, thinking back to, you know, when people were, really watering me right when people were, were evangelizing to me and, and really introducing me to Jesus they would just said oh you know he's not getting it we're done and just walked away you know that would ultimately uh, lead to you know an, a, a personal lack of faith for myself mm-hmm. I wouldn't have ever come to know Jesus potentially um, and, or at least not in the way that I did and so I'm just grateful for the people who continued to you know pursue that relationship with me and pursue those conversations with me. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a great point because those people, they exemplify the kind of attitude that we, we want to promote here, which is it doesn't really matter in the end of the, at the end of the day. I mean, obviously we want people to come to know Jesus. That's, that's the great commission. That's our mission as Christians uh, amongst uh, those who don't know him and don't believe, but our attitude toward people, all people, always needs to be one of compassion, of empathy, and of love, no matter what. And and that means that uh, as Christians, we better not believe in conditional relationships because we don't have a conditional relationship with our God. Uh, he loves us unconditionally, and he died for us unconditionally. Um, before we had done anything to earn it or to deserve it, you know, the scripture says Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. And so how dare we make relationships with, uh, someone in our lives who isn't a believer conditional upon whether they make a certain decision 
or act a certain way or change a certain behavior or anything like that, because God certainly did not require that of us. And if we are to be, as the name says in Christians, if we are to be little Christ, we have to model that yeah. as well, right? That we have to approach people with uh, with the utmost compassion and empathy and, and really feel for where they are. And you know what? If they don't make a decision, okay, I'm still going to love you. I'm mm-hmm. still going to have compassion. I'm still your friend. I still want to have a relationship with you. Being my friend or being uh, someone in my life doesn't have conditions on it, or at least it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add, Brady? Yeah, no, I, again, I, I think I, I agree. Um, you know, again, if I didn't have those people who continued to, to talk to me and to, to love on me, you know, even when I maybe didn't deserve it, quote unquote, yeah, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And, you know, so I think it's important that we as Christians just maintain that attitude of compassion and that we have love for, you know, just our fellow people, right? We, we really should uh, pursue relationships for the sake of those relationships unconditionally. I'm super glad you are where you are today. So grateful <laughs> to those people as well. Thanks for joining us on the Rooted Podcast, a creation of Rooted Productions and an affiliate of the Oasis Church in Gilbert, Arizona. For more information about the podcast or to submit a question or comment, please visit us at rooted.productions. Follow us on Instagram at rooted.productions or email podcast at rooted.productions. That's rooted.productions. We hope you'll join us next time.